Hello and welcome to Castable. This is the podcast which asks guests what their dream music festival is. I'm Matt Hoss, and today I'm going to be hearing the lowdown of the perfect festival and why that is. Let's face the music and meet our wonderful guest. Today is not only an amazing comedian, he's part of Do the Right Thing. He is the most lovable and angry Irishman I know. It's Michael Legg. Hey, hello, Hi. mate. How are you doing? You okay? Sorry, you can see in lockdown I haven't really spoken to many people, therefore my voice is just a bit croaky. Is this the first time I've spoken since, uh, I don't know, 1994 or something? So, uh, yeah, so I haven't spoken to many people, but to answer your question, I'm fine. Yes, yes. good. So, first of all, it's mostly a music podcast. If someone asks you what kind of music you are into, what's your generic response? What's, what's your go-to? Okay, do, do you know, my response is quite generic. I always go, oh, I'm a big indie music fan. And then I'll start thinking about the type of music I like. And I go, it's not, not really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not really into it at all. Like, I mean, I, the, the first band I ever loved, uh, Iron Maiden, the, the band that I genuinely thought are my band that I connected to mm-hmm. were Marillion. And I think it's safe to say that neither of those bands are indie bands. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't until uh, my late teens, early 20s that I started really liking indie. And even then it was like, it was the Smiths. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't Red House Painters yet. It was, it was, um, yeah. and even that, I don't even know why I chose them. They're actually quite popular. <laughs> you know, yeah. I should have gone with co-stars. Damn it, damn it. <laughs> um Co-stars are brilliant, by the way. If you've never heard classics with a K, that, that is a classic with a K, man. That is one of the greatest albums of all time. It's got Ween on it. Yeah. Now, uh, and, and anything with Ween on it is brilliant. So, uh, so uh, yeah, but I, I do. I, I mean, if someone were to ask me, even after I've had this conversation with you, what music do I like? I'll, I'll always say indie, and I don't know why, because recently, uh, during lockdown, I've just got into jazz, mate. And I think, oh, consider, yeah. considering I'm 51... I've let that. I <laughs> I really held myself up against that door for a very long time. Yeah, it's, a, it's those, a ticking time bomb. Those trumpets just got underneath the door. Yeah, and I, I guess we're all ticking time bombs. And, um, I'm still not getting into classical. Yeah. So I've got that going for me. Um, <laughs> uh, but jazz, I like jazz. Well, sue me. I like a bit of heavy metal. No one who knows me uh, uh, full stop, or no one who knows me in the world uh, 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 just from like seeing me do stand up, can get their head around the fact that they just go, "What well, do you really like musicals? Love musicals, mate. Love I love proper West End <laughs> musicals, and not just the really cool stuff like Soul Time. Nah, I like the crap stuff. <laughs> I like it. I don't mind a bit of Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. I, I mean, not all of it. Cats could go fucking. <laughs> But yeah. I think Jesus Christ Superstar, it's a, pretty, it's a bloody rock opera. It's not a musical, mate, so it is quite cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I like, I don't like everything, but, you know, I I like Girls Aloud as much as I like Strange Love. There you go. There we, well, this is already, like, the kind of hot content I wanted, Mike. This is, like, honestly perfect sure. stuff. I, uh, so um, do you go to live shows often, and have you been to many festivals? Right. Uh, right. Now. I sort of think I go to gigs a lot and then I meet people who go to gigs a lot and I go, yeah, oh, I've never right. been to a gig. Yeah, I've right. Never, I've yeah. never done it. So, um, so yeah, I think I suffer from, um, like, I definitely went to a load of gigs. Like, I have periods of time where I go to gigs all the time or mm. uh, what I think is all the time. And then I don't, I, 
like I can not go to a gig for like six months and go, yeah. oh yeah, I go to gigs all the time. When was the last time? Well, it was about a decade ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and festivals, I've got to say, not always my favorite way of seeing bands, but <laughs> but on the other side of that, some of my most memorable times of seeing some of my favorite bands have been in festivals and one band in particular that maybe we'll talk about a little bit later on i think i had that proper moment that you that you read about in books or you hear about in rock documentaries where you know they go oh yeah well i'd never heard of them and i bloody walked in and i was mesmerized i had that experience yeah so, but we'll talk about that when that band a little, little bit later. i wish you could go to more gigs i love gigs i don't really like people yes so i wish yeah. i wish they didn't go <laughs> would you like to, if we might talk about this later on but are you the kind of person that would like just to be the only person in the room just watching the band is that like your preference yeah i i i i'm that person i mean i'm i'm very layered i'm, very, I'm a very <laughs> deep person man and equally mm-hmm. i'm also quite likely to be that guy at a gig quite drunk I go, oh, mate, mate, to my mate. Yeah. This song is brilliant. See, this song is brilliant. And then to have people go, shh. And I go, oh, fuck off. It's a fucking rock concert. <laughs> so I'm, equal, oh. I'm equally likely to be that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really, I've just realised I have no idea who I am. <laughs> no, no. Well, this podcast, the face of it is like a music festival podcast, but on the, the heart of it, it's really an existential crisis. Really to think about who you are as well. Oh, uh, well, then you've got the right. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Job done. <laughs> yeah, in terms of gigs, I think it's one of those things where, like, you're when you're surrounded by people who are into it as much as you, it's really good. Because I've been to gigs where I've been the only person there who's really into it, if you know what I mean. And that's not me being oh, too, sure. too into it. I think I was the right level, but everyone else was like, yeah, like nonplussed, if you know what I mean. But I was like, come on, guys, go. Let's have a... yeah. and I, think I might as well be the only person in the room, if you know what I mean. Here's the thing. I've been to see the band Sparks a fucking ridiculous amount of time. And like, I, you know how you should go to see a band three times and that's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. You've seen them now. Yeah. Three times. I, I, I go to see Sparks three times on a tour or five, uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. seven times on, on their last tour, stuff like that. But, but I realized on that last tour, their hippopotamus tour, that I was trying to sing louder than <laughs> Russell Mayo. That was, and that was my goal. I yeah. wanted to sing louder than him. And <laughs> I, I realized it was just annoying to everyone around me. People go, this man, has a voice that defies logic yeah. and you are going yes daddy begging it's just it's just well done and being louder oh my god yeah but you're awful and those aren't the words i know they're not i don't really know the words <laughs> i just i just like the feeling that's that's even that's even better because there's one thing it's like uh, getting all the words right but just show any words loudly because i'm passionate right now yes i get I'm, that i don't know what the words are i love the noises when I was a teenager, I used to go to a lot of festivals and um, I, it would be quite a crushing realization. Like uh, I wanted to go and see a band. I was like, oh, I really love that song. And all I know is like the, the verbal melodies. So you're like, I don't know the lyrics whatsoever. No, I, I, I went to see uh, Manic Street Preachers. That's not a brag. I went to see Manic Street <laughs> Preachers on, it was Richie's last gig. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that was my fault, but I mean, <laughs> there's a guy what, in the what, <laughs> at me. Go, That's it. I've had enough. I'm going for a drive. <laughs> uh, 
But um, I do know that I was sort of like, I was right at the front, except for two people who were in front of me. And I sang every noise. Not every word. I didn't know them. Every <laughs> noise. Right. Yeah. yeah but I, I remember You Love Us. And then what, whatever happened after that in the song, I don't know. But, I, but my God, I, yeah. every, every noise. And these two people who were right in front just... They spent over half that gig just turning around going, what? Yeah. No, no. Don't know what I'm singing. Don't care. Yeah. Comes from the heart, mate. Comes from the heart, these noises. And well, Richie yeah. never set foot on a stage again. <laughs> we're going to start with the fundamentals and look at the, the admin behind the festival. And we're going to find out the basics about your festival. Festival, if you can hear me, I want you to sing along. Go for it. Before we can have a dream festival, we have to submit your festival. Uh, do you have a title for your festival? Do you know what? If you, uh, I, di- I didn't know that I was supposed to come up with a title. Not necessarily. I did. Okay. I did. That's, you have to understand, I've taken this quite seriously, Matt. Oh, I've taken it too is... seriously. If, if you ever want to see genuinely what serious means, like look up <laughs> the word seriously in the dictionary. And then go, yeah, but I don't really, those are just words. It doesn't really express fully what serious yeah. means. Just turn to me and go, could you make me a playlist? Yeah. And then, <laughs> then, when I pass that playlist to you, you will go, there's no way he threw this fucking together. Yeah. This yeah. has been thought out. Yeah. <laughs> That's what serious means. And I'm afraid that is what you've got here today. No. This is genuinely uh, perfect. This is good stuff. Anyone listening to this right now, what, uh, once they hear my entire lineup, my idea for the festival, they almost certainly will go, well, that sounds awful. But trust <laughs> me, I have thought it out fully. Yeah. And it is perfect for me. That's but, all I'm saying. Yeah. And the uh, festival is called Legitude. Taking Latitude. Brilliant. Put a bit of leg on it. And that is attitude, my friend. You know, that's great. Is it anywhere geographically in the country? Where would it be held? Yeah, oh, that's a good... See, I hadn't thought about that. Right. It's going to be quite a small festival. Like, you know, like End of the Road? Yeah. I really like End of the Road Festival. If if I had to go to a festival, that's my festival. I like End of the Road a lot. Um, So, I'm going to go for Ladywell Playing Fields in Lewisham. Okay. Because, quite frankly, I don't like camping and I can walk home. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's all I care about. Yeah. There will be camping provided. Mm-hmm. Suckers, enjoy, enjoy your yeah. shit night in the cold. <laughs> is all I can say. I honestly but, think... But I'll be at home. Yeah, I think Michael Lake in the tent could be the most... Like incredibly funny as well, or the most angriest you might be. Just imagine just kind of getting out of that cellophane wrapping, just kind well, of like, like that. Well, uh, Robin Ince uh, has experience of this uh, <laughs> in as much as we were at, funnily enough, that end of the road festival. And he brings this up with me a lot. He says, This is what you're like at festivals. And to be fair, I, it happened once. It didn't happen loads, it happened once. We just went, Right, um, it's uh, five o'clock in the evening. 
we've got a car driving us home. Imagine being in a festival and having a car to drive you all the way home. That's a dream. Mm-hmm. But it's five o'clock. It's not midnight. It's mm-hmm. five o'clock. The festival's still on. And I'm going, no, mate, I'm going to stay. I'm going to bloody stay. He went, don't, don't stay. <laughs> Do not stay because yeah. you won't like it. Don't stay. I went, no, mate, I'm having a great time. There's some brilliant bands on. They're all indie bands. C6 Steve's about to play. Do you like C6 Steve? I don't know. But right now, I, there's nothing more yeah. important than seeing C6 Steve. I have to see him. And, uh, and Rob just went, all right, but you'll regret it. Half an hour. Half an hour that man had left. And I went, the fuck am I doing it? I am stranded <laughs> in a sogging field watching seasick fucking Steve, someone I can give a shit about, and spending £6.50 on a beer. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I... <laughs> and then I ended up sleeping in a friend's tent, and it was really nice that they offered that, but basically, it was just me and a friend, like, you know, because yeah. you can't touch your friend. Yeah. You can't just go, oh, accidentally in the middle of the night, roll over, and oh, well, <laughs> so what if I put my arm up? It's not... You can't yeah. do that. So it was like, well, great, now I'm freezing. And, and I'm and I'm drunk, but I'm at that <laughs> stage of drunk where I was like, I still, you know, I can regret what I've done. It's not the yeah. next day where I can regret what I've done. It's the day. It's, it's a, yeah. It's premature regret. Oh, it's premature regret. And once that premature regret happens, it doesn't go away no matter how drunk you get. You go, do you know what? I've made a mistake. I'll have a few beers. I'll, I'll party on. Every beer makes you more and more yeah. a Tom Waits album cover. This <laughs> is awful. Yeah. Why have I done this? Yeah. And like So yeah, yeah, camping's not my thing. Brilliant. Uh, well that's a good uh, it's a very good answer there. And uh, is your festival like a uh, vegan? Have you uh, have you thought about the food? I've not really thought about the food. It's it's just gonna be vegan. So, you know, whatever. But one thing I have thought about, Matt, and I've thought about quite seriously. Yes, the the booze. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Here we go. It's 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 a big bugbear with me when it goes to festivals. I go, what what the fuck do you mean? Is yeah. my response to any price at any festival? What 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 are you talking about? I want a beer, not an iPhone ten. Yes. It's yeah. it, it's 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 yes. a beer. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's twelve quid. It, this, so. This is my festival, and this is what's... Oh, yeah, this is the other thing that annoys me, is, um, well, it's £8.50 for this beer, but it's really only six quid. Well, six quid's too much. Yeah. yeah but it's £2.50 for a cup rental. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. At the, end of the fe- at the end of the festival, you know, when everything's closed, at yeah. the end of the festival, bring your cup back, and we'll give you £2.50. You know, after everything's closed, bring yeah. your cup back. And two pound fifty will magically appear. So you know this, I know this. At the end yeah. of every festival that does that cup rental, on that day when you're packing up your tent and leaving the festival, all you're doing is walking through forty feet <laughs> deep of cups. People yeah. went, "Fuck this! That cost me two pound fifty. So here's my solution. Firstly, a gift to you all from the, mm-hmm. the king of Legatue. Yeah. The gift is, all <laughs> beer is two quid. Do you know why oh. beer is two quid at this festival? Because beer should be two quid. Yes. That's the price of beer. Two quid, 
nothing, not a penny more than two quid. It's actually a really nice ethos for the festival as well. I think that's a, it's affordable, it's, it's a, accessible, it's great. You know, and it's exactly because uh, I, I'm really going to hype up the price to get into this mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, that's to the views, yeah. It's really, it's, you're financially screwed for the rest of your life if you want a ticket to come to my cheap booze fest. But here's the, here's the big thing. Now, I don't want a load of environmentally unfriendly wastage. No way. So here's my suggestion. Bring a pint glass from your house. Bring a pint, a glass yes. pint glass. Bring oh it. Oh my God, yeah. One, you'll be checked at the door. We'll open your bag. If there's more than one, they're getting smashed to pieces. Now, mm-hmm. imagine you had one pint glass for whatever, for three days. Mm-hmm. That pint glass will never get lost and it will never get broken because you were told at the door, that's it. Yeah. That's your one chance. And you can never, ever get a two quid beer any other way. You know, you know, in school, when you were told, right, you have to look after an egg yes. for a weekend. And like some kids can be like, I'll smash my egg. But some kids really looked after the egg. We yeah. can't smash the egg. It's that. Everyone will have that focus of that pupil going, don't smash the egg. We can get boost for two quid yeah. if we don't smash the egg. <laughs> no, there won't be a single glass on that turf when you're leaving that festival at the end of the day. <laughs> because you had one chance, yeah. And no one's gonna fuck that. And but also, it's kind of like a, it's a kind of a self-serving society there. Because if uh, if there are people who are troublemakers who do smash their glasses, uh, it means that they don't get drunk anymore. Again, like it kind of uh, they've cut themselves That's off. It. That's, That's it. It's clever and uh, so uh, clever. Yeah, and uh, I'm a very smart man. Oh, I I love that a lot as well. Uh, Imagine like Lake Festival is the only festival that make that is like you know what bring glass to a festival. We, bring glass. Bring <laughs> could go. Oh, I fucking hate David Bowie for whatever reason, and I'll think I'll throw the I'll hoy this at him. Go well. Guess what you've just done? You've given Bowie a chance to get beer for two quid. If he catches this, <laughs> yeah, Bowie's gonna get wrecked on twenty quid. I mean, like that's gonna. <laughs> Just imagine David Bowie. It's like, oh yeah, finally can get some treats. Yes, I smashed mine earlier. Oh yeah, but how, he just grabs it. Yeah, he catches it midair and down to pint. That's that'd be a classic Bowie moment. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's what we should have had. Yeah, on the Black Star tour. <laughs> that's that would have been great every night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe totally out of place, but definitely would have been great actually. I think it would be really lovely actually, very lovely. All right. Well, I I think we've uh, heard quite a lot about this festival, and I'm dying to hear more. So let's go and see what's in your. Get ready for a gratuitous guitar solo. Here we go for 14 minutes. So, uh, how many days have you got in your festival? Um, now, I've I've gone for three. I wouldn't say that I've completely mapped those three days out. Okay, that's fine. But but, but I've gone for one, I'd say one major day Mm -hmm. to give you and the listeners a flavour of what that would be. I think think this one particular day, it's going to be hard to beat that. I mean, maybe if I split those bands off into the three days, maybe it'd make more sense. But I don't want to. 
Mm-hmm. I want there to be one day that is the day you go, Jesus Christ, that was yeah. the greatest thing that Michael Egg has ever seen. Me, I'm not that into it. But I can imagine <laughs> Michael yeah. Egg really loved it. I can see why he'd love it. All of those things are things he loves. He's uh, showing all uh, the and, bowels. It's great. Yes. Yeah, but I've got other um, I've got other things to do. Mm-hmm. Like you can't all be about the main stage, can it? You know, no. when you're at a festival. So I've got other things. I was thinking about something and I went, oh, that'd be good. And then I went, do you know, it sounds too obvious, but having a, a dead artist tent, like to have a mass oh seance. Oh my God, yes, yeah. A mass seance so that it was only dead performers. Mm. You know, let's face it, when you've got a glass break, they have this in their heads. Go, yeah. Oh, well, if you go up to the stone circle, um, <laughs> you know, and yeah. you shove a pill in your eye, you, Jimi Hendrix does a guitar solo. So it's that sort of... If I can sucker people into believing yeah. that, then I can put the prices way up. Yeah. Well, I thought, I thought that's... What, what, if, what if someone came up to me and went, listen, I took loads of pills at your stone circle, which there is a stone circle at Hillyfields in Ladywell, if anyone mm-hmm. knows the Lewisham area. Uh, well, there is a stone circle, so I could uh, put this tent here, but people might come up to me afterwards and go, listen, I took loads of pills, Jimi Hendrix didn't appear. And then I would feel really horrible ripping them off <clears throat> and more horrible giving them their money back. So what I thought, <laughs> instead of a dead artist tent, oh, which, by the way, I thought the dead artist tent should be called sarcophagus after the pyramid stage. Yes. So there we go. Oh, that's it in the brilliant stuff. The thing. But I come up with, what about this? A forced reunion tent. Oh, fans, my God, yes. Fans that n- never want to reunite. We... <laughs> We watch them, and it's not really about the music. It's about, God, they really don't want to be on that stage. <laughs> and, you know, like before like big bands come on, they have like a video intro. Yeah. The video intro is just them in the uh, green room going, I fucking hate yeah. you, Steve. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So I want to see the Smiths because there's no way. Yeah. No way they would want to be on, on the stage. N- n- or, uh, n- not one of those people want to look at one another. So yeah. that's great. But I think Destiny's Child would be the band to see. Because oh Beyonce yeah. would be on that stage going, why the fuck am I doing this? <laughs> I'm Beyonce. Yeah. I, don't even, I don't think I even caught the other two names. Yeah. I am Beyonce. <laughs> and I yeah. seem to be doing independent women. Why? <laughs> Pink so, Floyd would be great. Because yeah. they, don't, uh, they don't want to be anywhere near one another. I'd definitely go for Ween. Because mm-hmm. I love Wayne, and Wayne have reunited, and you can watch any of their gigs on YouTube. And the great thing is, Dean Wayne and Gene Wayne never once give each other eye contact. And <laughs> I think they've reunited what for about five years now. Five years of gigs, never looked at one that. Oh it's my amazing. god! Yeah, it's great. It's like performance. So, uh, so that's one of my tents. Yeah, that's one so- of the tents. It's not all about the main stage. In terms of your tents, is there, like, I know you haven't, like, mapped out necessarily, but is there a certain hierarchy? Is there going to be a headliner of the tent, or is it just kind of like a, or do you know who's going to go last? Yes. Do you know, I I think out of those bands, I think the Smiths should headline, Mm -hmm. only because I think that'll baffle Beyonce even more. Yes. Why the, how the fuck am I? And also, how are are those guys going to follow this? Yeah. This is a fucking <laughs> Destiny's Child show. Yeah. And then, you know, and they do, you know, the Charlie's Angels tune and everyone goes ballistic on Charlie's shit. 
Yeah. I mean, they hated him one another, but that was a great gig. And then they got off stage, and then four blokes come on and go, I'd rather not go <laughs> back to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think they should definitely. The Smiths should close. Yeah. And they're not allowed to do any of their songs that has an up tempo beat. It That's, has to be all their dowers. Yes, 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 yeah. All and their the, dower stuff. In, in this, we're allowed to do as much. Uh, as many stipulations as you want. So you can have, uh, um, you, you can kind of configure it to how you want. For example, like you could have the Smiths, but with uh, Morrissey not being a racist, you know, you can have, a, you know, you can pick and choose oh, yeah. as you want, but would it, oh, would... in that case, I want him to be even more of a racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very, uh, you know, you're putting them after Destiny Child, there might be a lot of uh, like, like, I mean, uh, tension there. I mean, just the idea, of just got well, listen, it should have been Destiny Show, but Morrissey refused. Well, that's all we need. That's all we need. It's Didn't great say PR. why he refused. That's all we need. Yeah. And uh, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, yeah, Morrissey can be, uh, Morrissey can do like, you Extra know, sort of, yeah, for Britain's speech in between every song <laughs> with Johnny Marr going, just hate, hate. I wish. I wish we were doing Scylla Black covers now instead of instead of my songs that I've written. Yeah. I wish we were doing Scylla Black covers so that yeah. I was, I could at least say I'm technically no part of this. I'm just up here dead. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, so that'd be great if we had a really I... racist Morrissey, <laughs> which we do. Uber diva Beyonce. Really? Like, like in between songs, just going, "Why am I here?" <laughs> in and your accent, spitting at the well. audience. It's really... Yeah, in a North Irish accent, just going, "Here, cunts, why am I fucking here?" Um, they'll be absolutely super. Yeah. Uh, Pink Floyd not looking at anyone, not looking at themselves, not looking at the audience, just so detached. That would be. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? Maybe somehow a roadie is like changing, you know, sort of uh, Dave Gilmore's guitar, gives him a guitar. Yeah. And maybe just whispers, go, you know, Roger called you a cunt. <laughs> just, just to spark a little bit of a scrap. That would be nice. So it's nice. Yeah, that, I, yeah Pink I mean, Floyd fighting. Yeah. Pink Floyd. I mean, do you know what? That, that might actually help them out because they, they want to punch yeah. one another. Just do it. Get it over with. And make some money at Legitude. That's all yeah. I'm saying, guys. I can I can make that happen. That is the reunion tent, which is already Force a pretty forced yeah, reunion. Forced reunion tent, yeah. which um, I think is uh, brilliant as well. Uh, so, have you got any other tents or any other uh, places you want to take us to next? Right, I've got. I've had this idea for a really long time. Not yes. the, not the idea of a tent, but this concept <laughs> of of a, of a band ethos, and the tent is never should have stopped or never should stop. Yeah. And then what I mean by that is, you know, ACTC and you know, like the Ramones, yeah. I don't see why they would ever stop just because all of the Ramones are dead. <laughs> so what? Just yeah, get new yeah. Ramones. Yeah. Just keep getting new Ramones. We know what they sound like, even if they were to record a new album, but don't stray far from the formula. Yeah. Knock another one of those out. ACDC, I couldn't give a shit if we didn't have the... <laughs> if Angus Young wasn't in the band anymore. Well, get some other guy to go... <laughs> you know, if you can play guitar, I guess you can play that. And you can yeah. skip around the stage in shorts. 
and just stick yeah. to that formula and never, ever, ever split up. Going to see ACDC isn't about going, oh, we're going to see ACDC. It's just that big sound and that big concept. Yes, so, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and, and I'm sure their ACDC fans have got no, it wouldn't be the same. I hate to break their heart. <laughs> it would yeah, be right? exactly the fucking same. Yeah, and I love ACDC, but come on. Yeah, but I actually think it's a really good idea. Like, it's kind of like if you had a ship and like a certain part of it was broken, you just repair the ship. It's a different part of like you're using. It's not originally the same ship, but it doesn't matter. It's right. still the ship moving forward. And uh, yeah, exactly. And new, and new Ramones like just go, but it's be done. It's an album, done. right? Yeah, I mean, can you play guitar? Yeah, can you count to four? Yeah, you're in. It's <laughs> what it. I, I don't. I don't understand the preciousness of loving a band so much that you would want them to stop. It's like, well, the Ramones were, you know, I guess they died, most of them were late 50s. Yeah. In a way, they should have had someone at the door when, as soon as you turn 30 in the Ramones, you go, did you enjoy being a Ramones? (laughs) It's... They should be the Logan's Run band. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. No. Yeah. Oh my. That is. <laughs> yeah. You should. You should, If you're yeah. a remote, you should never grow old, and you should never die. It's it's kind of like the, the Paul McCartney theory where they said he died and replaced him with an identical person, a Billy Shears. Yeah. Who, and that's that's a good formula actually. If you, if you could implement that as well, and be like. Yeah. Well, you know, and like it's kind of like when you, it's like if you're like you have your child and they have a goldfish and they die and you replace it, you're not going to know, are you? No, yeah. it's exactly what are what are the Ramones if not goldfish? <laughs> I mean, and also you could get rid of the racist one. So you know, I mean, we all love the Ramones, we all treasure the Ramones, and we all sort of I couldn't get my head around someone not liking the Ramones, but we have to admit one of them was really racist. So yeah. you know. <laughs> It wouldn't it be nice to have a, a, a non-racist remote? It'd be great. Yeah. Well, um, so who else is on this uh, on this Never Should Stop tent? I, I can only think of ACDC okay. remote. You know what? It's a, str- <laughs> it's a strong tent. And yeah. you know what? Uh, any listeners who uh, listen to this, um, please, uh, like, you know, if you get in touch with us uh, and like you know, throw out some more suggestions, because there are, I'm sure there are a lot more bands there as well. They kind of go, yeah, take it, you know. Like, yeah, it is such a tricky one. It's not like, it's not like when, David Bowie died. We thought, well, yeah. you know what? Why can't we take his ethos? Well, I don't know what his ethos is. I, d- I can't. I can put my finger on what he does. So, I guess it's can- a, a band who has that kind of. They stayed yeah. to the tight formula for a very long time. Like ACDC and Ramones. It's like it's very uh, not copy, not copying and pasting in a in a mean way, but certainly like they have it's, it's formulaic in a way it's, that yeah yeah it's it's formulaic in a way that we like. I don't see why the Ramones couldn't release an album tomorrow. Uh, after that tent, what other tents do you uh, do you have? Right, I've also got um, I've got some after show tents. Okay. I've also got uh, it's the biggest tent. It's not okay. it's not an after show tent. It's the biggest tent on the festival. Yeah. It's actually larger than the area of the main stage. It's <laughs> it's a massive tent, and uh, we'll call it for want of a better word the chill out tent. Yeah. But only five people are allowed in at a time. Okay, right? yeah. and it's huge, and it, <laughs> it it only it only plays "Blonde on Blonde" by Bob Dylan quite quietly, and 
if anyone speaks, they're out. <laughs> not not out of the tent, out of the festival. Uh, oh and they are and they are put into a car and driven into the sea. And that's it's, it's quite a strict rule. Yeah. But I I just insist sometimes that festivals yeah. go, Do you know what? I just don't want to fucking hear this bedlam for a while. I'm going into the chill out. And the worst thing is, you know when people go, Oh yeah, well, why don't we go to the chill out room? Chill out room is like being in the quiet carriage. Yes. Oh my god. Why yeah. is this why is this the noisiest place on earth? Yeah. There's nothing chill out about chill out tent. My chill out tent will be a chill out tent because there it will be a bit like uh a very large prison cell. It is <laughs> you'll just be sort of sitting there going, oh, Well, I guess I've made a mistake <laughs> going to this festival. But well, at least I can have a pint and just sit here and regret my life and then after a while you'd be taken out <laughs> right do you get taken out regardless if you speak or not because i think if i was in that no, state, yeah but you, i mean you have to leave at some point <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd say you can't be in there for more than an hour and a half okay right yeah. i think that's a long time at a festival to have a moment to yourself an hour and a half yeah. that's a long time but i think it's really important to have a chill out tent that is a chill out tent yeah uh, um and, and people might go, like, you might, you might turn up, like, with your mate. Just go, oh, yeah, can we get into the chill-out tent? And the bouncer will go, do you, do you want to just be somewhere quiet or do you want to chill out? I just want to be somewhere quiet. Well, fuck off then. <laughs> These, this is for people who have fucking had enough of you. <laughs> so, no. Yeah. And, and there's, no, there's no tent. There's just go and have a bit of quiet. It's it's absolute isolation. Yeah, or or noise. You know, oh, like you really thought about quite a lot. Like the things I haven't even considered about. This is like is and also what I quite like about uh, your festival so far is that you have um, quite an authoritative vibe. It seems like if you mess up, you're out straight away. Get yeah, you're you right. Have one you're chance, right. get out. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. If you smash your glass, that's it. You're not going to appear. It's. I mean, it's a very strict festival. Yeah. Um. I but love I, it though. But I think I think weirdly I believe in rules. I think, yeah. I think I'm I'm not good when rules are broken. Not good at all. Mm-hmm. It turns out I'm a bit of a I should have been the world's prefect. I'd go, oh you break a rule, right? That's it. That's it. I'm telling. I'm absolutely telling. Right. Here's here's also another rule. It'll be on fine print on the ticket because I don't want people to necessarily see it. But I want money <laughs> from these people. Also, uh, I, I want the authority to kick them out or yeah. to not let them in at all. <laughs> something, and again, back to Robin Hintz, this is something we both absolutely despise. It's, you know, a band that you love that are quite, and they're an indie band. They're an indie band and you love them and not, not that many people know them. And then all of a sudden, they get used for like BBC Two Ida. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Every fucker. I mean, Sigur Ross are a really good example, but I'll be honest. I don't mean But they're a good example yeah. of a band where you could go to a Sigur Ross concert and go, even if he hated Sigur Ross, you go, well, at least there's plenty of room here and everyone's <laughs> quite civil. Then all of a sudden, people go, oh, brilliant, they're doing the song. I fucking love. You go, well, you don't know the name of it. No one does. I know no one does, to be fair. But, you know, it's just all of a sudden... 
yeah. thug element at Sigur Ross gigs was weird to witness. Yeah. So I wouldn't want. I, I, that'll be on fine print. You go. Do you like these bands, or do you like their BBC Two ideas? And if you like their BBC Two ideas, you're not allowed in. What I like the best about this, it, it kind of insinuates as like a, a Michael like aptitude test. Like you, before the festival, you come in, you sit in a like a, a box room with you, and like you go, all right, ne- here's your quiz, and uh, yeah, and if if you pass through, you're allowed to go through. Yeah, you can imagine how good I'd be at speed dating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at the end of the twenty minutes, oh, hang on, question two. Oh shit, let me okay. tell you about another uh, another. Please tent that I've got. It's very much I've, I've got two more tents and they're very much uh, either chill out or after show. So we'll, yeah. we'll get to the, the main stage in a minute. But This one I like the idea of because it has every uh, opportunity to be as bad a thing that you can possibly witness. Oh, yeah. Despite the talent on that stage. I thought of this, the Frankenstein House Band, which is members <laughs> of bands that are now ex-members of that band. That band is still going. Yeah. And they are the former members of that band. Now. That's, uh, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, except when you... Thing is, yeah. I do think all these people individually, brilliant, brilliant, great, great. One of them. But we'll get to that person in a second. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but put them all together, you go, oh, God, don't. Please don't. Please don't ever. Don't even meet. <laughs> <laughs> don't even make, don't even know about one another. But, but actually, like that's in terms of an allegory, that's actually quite perfect for Frankenstein, isn't it? Because the idea is yeah. great, but actually, no, in reality, don't no. Don't put them together. Do not put them together. Uh, here we go. Fergal Sharky on vocals. I love Fergal Sharky. I uh, will speak about the undertones in a moment. I love the undertones. I love Fergal Sharky. I think he's a brilliant singer. Why wouldn't I want him in my Frankenstein band? Yeah. Now, here's where it goes downhill. <laughs> on keyboards, and keep in mind, I could have had this guy on bass or drums. That's how bad he is, because no one knew what to do with him when he was in his former band. Yeah. Lowell Tolhurst from The Cure. Okay. Was <laughs> their bassist, then their drummer, then their keyboard player, yeah. then out. Um, yeah, so I'd want him on keyboards. Mm-hmm. Big Ugly Jim Martin, the guitarist from Faith No More. Yes, yeah. <laughs> again, I love, but I don't want him in this band. And yeah. yes, he has to be in this band. Yeah. Uh, Peter Hook on bass. Yeah. That's right. New Orders. Peter Hook, no longer with New Order. So many different and vibes going on as well. There's like a lot of different... Yeah. They shouldn't be together. <laughs> and here's where... It, Here's where I think it gets fun, because we need a drummer. And I can't choose between these three. Pete Best from the Beatles seems so obvious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it shouldn't happen, because I think out of the five, he'll actually be delighted this is happening. <laughs> yeah. So I can't have... So he's out of the band yeah. already. He's now That's a good show, an ex-Beatle and an ex-Frankenstein house band member. <laughs> and he has to start a new ex-Frankenstein yeah, yeah, member band. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, I'm thinking Bill Berry from R.E.M. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he didn't even want to be an R.E.M., right? So yeah. There's no way in her. But then I thought about, 
Kate yeah. Schellenbach, who uh, was the drummer in um, the Beastie Boys. Yes, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they kind of so, just like pushed her out ever so slightly, and like they, they did. Kinda, yeah, uh, they, they weren't cool. They they do talk about it quite a lot in the book, Beastie Boys book, and um, yeah, th- yeah. And what's quite nice about that book is that it just that they do seem very remorseful and sorry about their actions. Yes, which is, very much. Yeah, so. yeah. but uh, yeah, Kate Schellenbach, that's a good shout. So we've got the Frankenstein House Band, and they're playing covers. Get this, covers of songs by the bands they were in. So, <laughs> oh, so no. not only are they performing music that they hate, it's music they've publicly gone, do you know how much I don't like this? I'm moving away from it. So they're doing it with other people who've got, oh God, is this one of your songs? This fucking not, it's not one of my songs. I just was in that band. Yeah. I hate, so they, they're going to be doing covers it, of it, everything they hate. Yeah, it's, it seems like my God, you could like be one of the writers for hell because that sounds like that sounds like a Greek sure. uh, Tartarus kind of thing. It's like sure. a yeah. just building up, uh, pushing that, that boulder up the hill. Mm. You have to play cure songs, you know, like like. Yeah, this is it. Oh my God, you have you been to the seventh layer of hell? Yeah, but wait till you go to the chill out room. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> really awful. <laughs> the house band are terrible. <laughs> I dropped my glass and I wasn't allowed any more booze. It was terrible. Yeah. Oh. Dante, why did you get me into this game? <laughs> yeah, so I've got another tent. This one I love. This is probably the tent I, I might spend the rest of my life in. Yeah, okay. If I could. And it's called, I've decided to call it the last drink of the night tent, even though, quite frankly, I'd quite happily keep this open until every one of us dies. <laughs> it's just going to be Tom Waits and a piano all night. Oh my doing god! Doing his beautiful, beautiful bar songs. Do you know what? Actually, now that I thought of it, I might ask everyone to leave. <laughs> I might book him. Go. Are you are you okay to go on late? And he goes, Yeah, okay, right. You're on as soon as I get rid of these people. Yeah. It might just be me and him. Oh, that's nice. Uh, but I also thought of um, Mandy Patinkin. I don't. You know Mandy Patinkin? I love. Mandy. I don't actually know. Mandy Patinkin is. Great singer, I don't question that, but he's also acted in lots of things. He's in Princess Bride. Okay. Uh, but he but yeah, but he's in loads of things. Yeah. But he sings um he's a he's he's a singer, he's in loads of Broadway musicals. He's in loads of Stephen Sondheim musicals. And every time I hear him sing, I've got an album that's it's, it's Mandy Tinkin sings Sondheim. And every song and every version of Sondheim songs that he sings is just, he's, he's got the mm-hmm. greatest voice you're ever likely to hear. And uh, there was one time he was on the Wogan show, and I think it was 1990. Mm-hmm. And I think we all know I'm a pretty hard and tough and cool <laughs> guy with a bit of an edge. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and some people are quite shocked to hear I like musicals. And <laughs> there I was yeah. watching uh, Wogan, and I'd never heard of Mandy Batinkin. And Mandy Patinkin's his guest, and it's like, oh, look at that. There's a, there's a man on <laughs> Wogan. Um, I, look, there's Terry Wogan speaking to a man. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, uh, oh, thanks very much, Mandy, for being on the show. Um, I know uh, you've had a very traumatic day, uh, so we're very lucky to have you. Because, yeah, I did have a traumatic day. I went to uh, a funeral of a friend. Uh, he was only six years old. But he, he liked my singing and his parents wrote to me and 
I wrote back and then I met up with him and we spent some time together, you know, and the kid died a week ago and I went to his funeral and uh, I sang at his funeral. If you wouldn't mind, I'd like to sing the song that I sang at his funeral. And he was just sitting there. It's not like he stood up and there was yeah. an orchestra. He was just sat there completely unaccompanied and he sang Sunny Boy. And I was like, I am wrecked. Yeah. I am wrecked. Oh. And quite frankly, I think at the end of a festival, when you're feeling a bit pissed and you want it all to come down, oh, the idea of being in a pub. By the way, this temple looked like a pub. The yeah. idea of being in a pub with just a pianist, a mandim thinking, singing all those beautiful, beautiful songs. Oh, mm-hmm. Anyway, that's oh, how that's I great. want this festival to end. Yeah. If we can't get Tom Waits, we'll get Mandy Patinkin. Brilliant. Yeah, so that's quite a poignant kind of moment you had there. And it's quite, it's quite nice to have uh, uh, those different layers. It, obviously, a lot really, some really funny stuff. But also, like, there's that, that, that touching kind of um, finale as well. The kind of like uh, just you, a couple of uh, some cheap booze, Tom Waits and Mandy Patinkin as well. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of a wholesome festival. So I be- do you have one more stage, like your main stage? I've got a main stage, mate. Okay. And it is filled with legends it's very much the mix bill there's something for everyone unless you're me in which case i'm utterly <laughs> delighted by everything that's on here um there's something for every me so we're kicking off you want a band status quo kicked off live aid and no matter what you might think about status quo they were the perfect band to start live aid absolutely i want the creators of the national anthem of northern ireland the undertones yeah to kick off this festival they are one of the greatest things that ever happened. Yeah. And I'm not even, do you know what? I would love the Fergal Sharky lineup. Yeah. They came back and go, never, I'll have them as they are. Because yeah. I love that they're still going. I love their music. I love their new stuff. Well, yeah, I don't think they've done it in maybe in about six years, but especially those first two albums. Yeah. They're, 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 they're our remotes. They're, you know, they're, yeah. they're, and every you know song two minutes long yeah and pop hit I, I love those kind of like short snappy kind of like uh like punk songs as well like so like um like buzzcocks as well like i just like having yeah. those like like and uh, singles going steady it's just like oh my god like like and like right. and they're so underrated but both of those bands are underrated as well like people know uh the hits but like it's like it's kind of like there's such a depth there which people don't quite correlate with yeah and and also because they were part of the punk scene and part of the punk movement. To me, Undertones and Buzzcocks did the most punk thing by actually going, fuck you punks, we're gonna sing about um, girls and falling yeah. in love and rally choppers and chocolate. Because <laughs> we don't really give a shit about smashing the state, especially the Undertones went, do you know what? Can we fucking put the state back to pieces? Because everyone <laughs> smashed the state over yeah. here. Our state, our state is a fucking state. It yeah. smashed the fuck. Yeah, so um, I think it's it's such what a punk statement at that time to ignore the troubles altogether, especially when you're from Derry, where it is yeah. things are so divisive. Uh, to go, oh, is that going on? Boring. Yeah. Boring. Uh, here's some songs about blanket. Yeah. <laughs> Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. Did you grow up listening to undertones, or like did you oh, listen to them retroactively, or? No, no, I very much grew up uh, listening to the undertones, but, um, but you know, there was sort of, 
it's not like it's not like growing up in Liverpool. Where you go, well, you know, the first thing you hear out of the womb is the Beatles. Yeah, it's, you know, but it, but it, it's still it was still around, mm-hmm. not constantly, not excessively. But, but I remember like the very first time I saw, as a little kid, saw the undertones on top of the pops, and my brother going, they're from Northern Ireland, and the idea that a Northern Irish band were on top of the pop with the whole family oh my fucking (laughs) yeah yeah that can't happen yeah so so it it was i think i really loved the undertones way before i realized you know they're from northern Ireland, and it's and that is retroactive for me yeah you know i hate patriotism and yet and yet the mere mention of the undertones and i'm i'm saluting yeah, I'm, I'll I'll have I will fucking form an orange march. That's yeah. how patriotic I am, and I'm Catholic. Yeah, so that's quite <laughs> quite a turnaround. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll find for the undertones. <laughs> Love the undertones, and they would be perfect. All yeah. the songs are upbeat. Their songs are full of sunshine. They are a summer band. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to love them. And, or and... as it says on the ticket, get out. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't love the undertones, get the fuck out. Okay, there's two questions here. If if you were at the festival and you, the first band owned the tones and you were having a great time and you saw some people being a bit mardy already, would you uh, chuck oh. them out? Uh, instant chuck out as well. Oh. oh, do you know what? I mean, oh, could you? I totally forgot this happened. I remember having this massive argument with an absolute toilet at a U2 gig already. <laughs> this is not a great story. <laughs> What am I doing at a U2 gig? Here's the thing. I, no matter what you think of U2, they're not one of my favourite bands, but I don't hate them. I don't hate them. I know it's, it's normal to hate U2, but I actually okay. think they've got a couple of good songs. I don't think they've got a good album. I think they've got a couple of good songs. And I went to see U2 with... I, I guess I was sitting under the mindset of, like, do you know what? If you see them live, if you see them live, mate. They're amazing. They're fine. Anyway, yeah. I went to see him, but their support was PJ Harvey. And this guy was going, fuck you. I'm just screaming. Like, yeah. firstly, it's Wembley Stadium. Don't yeah. even hear you. Um, <laughs> uh, but he's yeah. going, fucking shit. Now, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. That is one thing to not like PJ Harvey. But that's, a, that's uh, you're not a friend of mine, you know. But the other thing is, you like you two. You probably really love you two. Yeah. And I'll be honest here, I'm far more interested in seeing PJ Harvey than I'm seeing you two. And then the third thing, and this is when I had to speak to the guy. He was wearing a Lenny Kravitz t-shirt. And this went, yeah. You have no right to an opinion. You, <laughs> you shouldn't have a vote. You shouldn't, you should never be allowed to vote. You're a fucking moron. Um, so we had that argument, and, um, and and time passed, but but the shouting stopped. So I don't know if I won or lost with that one, but but it felt felt good to get it off my chest. Yeah, yeah, and I think that would be my rule with the undertones. Yeah, same rule with PJ Harvey. Absolutely, if you walk in anywhere near Legatude with a Lenny Kravitz T-shirt, you, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, you're it's just not going to be allowed in. Kind of like in nightclubs, like oh, you know, if you went trainers, you're not allowed in. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I might even ban reminiscing about other uh, <laughs> festivals you've been to. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, yeah. no, you're not allowed to. Don't, yeah. Do all your reminiscing before you come in, <laughs> and that's it. 
even if you just go, oh, do you know, I like the undertones, but you know, I saw them once and they were supporting out. You're <laughs> out, you're out the door. They didn't support anyone. They're always headlined. They just happen to be on first air, but they are headliners. So any reminiscing, you're out the door. And what time would uh, this festival kick off? What time is Undertones going on at? I, th- I, think, I think Live Aid early. I yeah, think, that's good. Yeah, that's I, think nice. I, I want to, you know, I don't want anyone to be too pissed for the Undertones because I think the Undertones make you feel sort of naturally pissed. You know, they, 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 they give you that exuberance yeah. of a few beers. And, okay. So, I, you know, and you've already got beer for two quid, so you're fine. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I don't want anyone to get too pissed too soon. I don't want them to miss it. I wouldn't want them to miss the undertones. Yeah. I think the headliners that I I have planned for this festival, I think you're going to get a lot from them, no matter how drunk you are. Yeah. Whereas the undertones, I think, enjoy them. Yeah. You know, you want want to feel that cheeriness that you get uh, when, when you've just started drinking, as opposed to the belligerents. Yes, absolutely. Don't worry. There's, yeah. Don't worry. There's not going to be Morrissey's not closing this festival. <laughs> there, won't be, yeah. there won't be a drunk belligerent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the end, don't worry. But what I'm saying is, I like the tips. We're starting tipsy. Yes, and it works its way up. But you need it to have that. Ba- you, can, you can't be wankered from the get go. You need to have. No. It's, it's a slow, slow build. All Which right. brings me on to yes. uh, next act, Dolly Parton. Oh, lovely stuff. Uh, and you know, I'm going to say it's uh, slightly out of the blue, but I can kind of see why you like her. Oh, I think Dolly Parton is absolutely one of my favourite songwriters. She wrote songs that the the world knows, and you sort of think you have an idea. You go, oh, it's all quite cheery country, maybe a little bit of pop in there for like stuff like 95. And then every so often she writes songs that will just make you go, fucking hell. That should have been Joy Division. Uh, yeah. if, you, if you've never heard a song of hers called The Bridge, I implore you to listen to the song The Bridge. I'm not going to give anything away right now, but when you have a moment, listen to it, undisturbed, and when you get to the end of the song The Bridge, you will go ice cold inside and go, yeah, Nick Cave should have wrote that. Oh it's, my God, yeah. It's, she can write songs for the masses and she can write songs she wrote the bridge, I think, in 1966. She was writing Mancunian indie music way before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manchester was built. Yeah. So, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. And uh, I, I remember seeing her at Glastonbury as well. And Eve, and I, I don't know how, honestly, how old she is, but obviously she's uh, getting on with age. But even so, she was so vibrant and she can put on a show, you know what I mean? Like, it was she puts really, on a really, show. She, yeah. She's loads of fun. People go, oh, she minds the lover. I couldn't give a shit if she minds yeah. or not. Do you know what? She, it's not like she hasn't earned her stripes. Right. And, and yeah. there are plenty of, plenty of acts like her that you go, am I really going to see a band or am I going to just be in the same room as that person? And sometimes that's enough. Sometimes you just <laughs> yeah. want to go, I've seen, for instance, I've seen Bob Dylan. I love Bob Dylan. But I was never a really big Bob Dylan fan until I saw Bob Dylan. And it wasn't his performance. It wasn't the songs particularly. It was just, that's Bob. I was pointing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Bob Dylan in real life. Yeah. And I'm in that room. And there's Bob freaking Dylan. Yeah. And you go, like, 
I, something in you changes when you see supposedly a rock yeah. legend. Yeah, absolutely. And I yeah. think, I think, like, he shouldn't exist. <laughs> he shouldn't be able to just be in front of me. He should, he should be in an old book of, you know, old Western stories. Yeah. yeah, there should be one photo of Bob Dylan, and it's yellowed, <laughs> and and we don't know whether he existed or not. Kind of like I'm a really... picture of Dorian Gray kind of thing. Just kind except, of yeah. Except Do- Dolly Parton's like that, and and at the same time she's sort of the complete opposite. In as much as, in as much as not only uh, is it unbelievable that she exists, we sort of will her to exist. Mm-hmm. When you see when you see her, I've I've never ever been to see her live. I've seen enough live footage that I can see from people's faces. You just go, thank fuck we have Dolly Parton. Because there are songs in her repertoire that are so positive and so happy and so heartbreaking that you just go, there's someone who gets it. Yeah, I think she's up there with Johnny Cash when it comes to uh, country songs that speak to people. And, and I'm sure she's done as many cheesy songs as she's done great songs. But those great songs, I think, are often forgotten about or often undervalued. I yeah. think she's brilliant. That's brilliant. Oh, my God. Like, it's uh, already, like, well, I was going to save this question until afterwards, but uh, you already have quite a lot of amazing guests. And uh, there's no kind of upper limit to this. But how much do you reckon you'll be... Tra- you mentioned the cost of this festival. How much do you reckon it would cost uh, for a ticket for someone to buy a ticket to this festival already? Well, uh, that's a great question, Matt. Uh, and I think I would have to use... I'd have to use this strategy. <laughs> I'd have to go, do you really want to commit? All right. <laughs> and if they go... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you really, really want to come in? And then if they go, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh. Then I go, do you really, really, really want to come in? And that will go on. And it depending on when they went, look, I guess, right. That's it. That's what you're paying me. So if they, yeah. if I go, do you really want to come in? And they go, yeah, I guess. You guess. Right. Well, it's 500 quid a ticket. Yeah. All right. But if I get to say nine reallys, do you really, 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 really? And they go, oh God, definitely go. 50p. Yeah. 50p, my friend. 50p for you. Yeah. Yeah. Have a beer token. It's only two quid, but I want you to have a free one. Wow. But you know what? Like, I I wish that the, the leg model was on all different festivals, if you know what I mean. Like if yeah. it's, a, it's like oh, I'm not that arsed about it, you know what I mean? It's a it's a natural filtration system. Yeah. I I don't think Glastonbury have ever used the <laughs> method. Michael and it's Emesh a shame. going, you really, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's how Michael Evers died. Yeah. <laughs> Lack of oxygen getting to his brain. Really? There we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so um, after Dolly Parton, um, who, who else do you have? Uh, I, well, I mean, we've had the understands. We've had Dolly Parton. It only seems right to go for craft work. Okay, oh, lovely stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for craft work. I've, I've recently got back into craft work. I mean, I've never seen. Here's the thing. I tried to make this entire lineup bands I've never seen. Okay. I have, yeah. I have slightly failed. 
but um, but I've tried my best to make it bands that I've never seen. Yeah. And Kraftwerk, uh, I love their music. To most Kraftwerk fans, their first album, Autobahn, it's a bit of a letdown compared to their later stuff. I so disagree, so phenomenally. <laughs> yeah. The 20-odd the minute version of the song Autobahn on the album Autobahn, quite frankly, if that's all Kraftwerk did at my gig, yeah. I'd go, that's one of the greatest things I've ever witnessed. Okay, yeah. The, the, the wonderful feeling of that, especially after the undertones, especially after Dolly, but Dolly's going to end on nine to five, and yeah. we're going to go, what a way to make a living. This yeah. is, you're absolutely right, Dolly. We love you. We're yeah, going to yeah. feel so high. And then Kraftwerk are going to come on with a 20-odd minute track about <laughs> yeah. monotonous driving <laughs> up a motorway. Yeah. And I don't know. I, there's something, I find something really reassuring about that. Yeah. But, I think that's why I love this song so much and why I'm baffled by Kraftwerk fans not really liking it. It's that God, do you know what? I love that stuff, but that song is monotonous. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is monotonous. I, th- that's why you relate to it. That's why that whole sort of fun, fun, fun on the autobahn. Yes, that's what it was like when you were a kid, when you had to get into, right, we're driving near grannies. Jesus Christ. This. Yeah. Sitting in the back seat of the car, bored out of your brain, just mm-hmm. drive and seeing nothing. To hear that being turned into electronic folk music is stunning. Yeah. To hear a, a song like that, that even at the time people thought, how is this futuristic and dated? We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know that this is such a it's such a dated version of the future in 1974 or whenever it came out. Anyway, I, I mean, I love practically everything the Kraftwerk do. I, they clearly put on a hell of a show. I think I want them on early in my festival just to do Autobahn yeah. to give us a moment. Yeah. Oh, a great moment. Just because it's monotonous, just yeah. because we're going down emotionally a peg, that does not mean when they leave that stage, we won't go, freaking hell, that was amazing. They did one song. Yeah. They um, did one, and a, and a long one, and they left, and it was wonderful. But I think that works really well, especially at your festival as well. I've, it it kind of has that kind of like, yeah, they go in, just, they do all the setup as well, which takes about like 50 minutes to do all that. Right. Like, 20 minutes song, and now. I think that, yeah. that works well, especially after you, you've just seen 9 to 5 as well. I think you go, Whoa. Yeah. But it's it's actually it's a strategic thing, you know. I think it works quite nice. I thought, well, I mean, I would be over the moon. Yeah, absolutely over the moon. So we need to take it up. Yeah, I realise that. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want people to suffer from my art. <laughs> I do, but I don't on yeah. this occasion. People have paid a lot of money between fifty p and five hundred quid. The Pixies. I want the Pixies on yes. next, and I want so. the Pixies to do all of their album Do Little. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I want them to open with Debaser. Imagine that after, after Autobahn, you have that, because we've still got to have that 20, 25-minute wait for the yeah. band to come on. And a legendary band with so much energy, so mm-hmm. much loud, quiet, loud, quiet, loud, quiet. And every single song on that album, if you yeah. know that album, it's not 
liked, it's loved, it's cherished. Yeah. It's, I think if, if you're me and you're one of those guys that got into indie music in the late 80s, it's just, it's part yeah. of your DNA. Like for my older yeah, sister, yeah. she would feel the same way about like, um, about the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. And that's how I, that's how important I think the album Doolittle is. It's yeah, just, yeah. it, it was, it's, it's my gateway into indie music. It feels so energetic. It, it invented Nirvana, which yeah. I quite like, but still, Jesus, what a shadow that album and, has cast. And I want to see them play it live at my, I don't want to do, not, I want to do them to do it in order. Yeah. In fact, I don't mind if they just come on and put the record on and stand there. I'm happy <laughs> with that. I'm yeah. happy with that. Like Frank Black just goes on, opens up the vinyl, uh, puts it on the turntable. Yeah. Just waves. <laughs> just waves. Just waves. I think, yeah, Do Little's like, obviously, it's one of the, like, the best albums. Uh, and I think, yeah, it's wonderful. It's uh, utterly perfect as well. But like, yeah. with, um, I've seen Pixies a few times. I'm a big fan. Uh, although, Especially when they first reunited, they played a lot of obscure hits as well. They like mm. play, they like playing a lot of their new stuff. Uh, and so uh, I remember when they played Debaser, I wasn't sure if they were going to play it, and it just blew my mind. But yeah. uh, so would uh, so would you reckon that the uh, reckon Pixies would be quite hesitant to be like play and do a little in this entirety? Do you reckon you get a bit of backlash from the band? <clears throat> oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think any of the bands that I've chosen here will want to do anything. That I've asked them to do. <laughs> not not a single. I think the Undertones would be happy to do the gig. Yeah. Um, the rest of them, yeah. I don't think Tom Waits will want to go on <laughs> for 24 uh, hours. Last at an empty tent. I'm pretty sure Fergal Sharkey won't want to sing in a covers band. Yeah. yeah okay. I don't think anyone anyone will want to do it. Dolly <laughs> might want to do it. I don't know. She seems the quite a nice person. Well, absolutely. It's... No, 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 they won't want to do it. But, um, oh, I've, I should have said. Um, all the artists that I've mentioned, I have blackmail stuff on them. So, quite frankly, if you were wondering how I've m- managed to get them yeah. off, I've got some really <laughs> shitty stuff on them. So, except for the undertones, who were happy for the gig. <laughs> you know what? Uh, this festival is so layered. I love it so much. Like, it starts off like this is like a Black Mirror episode, yeah. but like, just like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just like Black Mirror. You're so happy when it's over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Pixies, so I don't like if they were to say, "Ah, oh, can we not do? What about we do all of the new album? Uh, what's it? Into the Eerie? That's what's called." Uh, yeah, Into it? the Eerie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd be happy with that because I love that album. Yeah, it's as far as all their comeback albums go. That's that's their good one. The other yeah. two albums, yeah, no, not well, so to be honest, I really liked Indie Cindy, which was their first one back. Yeah, and uh, I think there was there's some really like. There's some classic. Yeah, there is some uh, good stuff. On Pixies are uh, they're really good, like because you kind of have that. Yeah, they do have that nostalgia vibe as well. And when they do play the yeah. old, mm, very good. Stuff. All uh, all the bands so far have been pretty much nostalgia bands. Yeah, <laughs> Pixies, Kraftwerk, Dolly Parton, Undertones. Yeah, no one's going in. They're going. Who's this? No, they're they're you know they're 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 household staples. Yeah. Um. Which brings me on to the next act. Now I can have anyone, right? Yeah, anyone you want. Any anyone, and I can manipulate them into any version of that person. Yep. Here's what I want. I want a band, an artist, that I respect, 
that I really think is great, but I'm not really sure why. And I'm not sure you can trust to put them on a stake. So I want to follow the Pixies doing Doolittle in order, in its entirety. I want the 1969 Talk of the Town West End Theatre run version of Judy Garland. <laughs> I just think that is a box of frogs yeah. that needs to be opened on a live festival stage. Oh my god. Like <laughs> I mean, like you talked about Pixies being loud and quiet, but like it, for here you, there's a lot of yeah. like ba 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 ba. There's a lot of different yeah. uh, tones going on as well. And you, and the wonder why you have a chill out tent is going to be needed. Right. I mean, she could easily walk onto that stage and do a set that will make you go, do you know what? She's clearly a great singer mm -hmm. and she sung those songs perfectly. The orchestra were great. What a great, I can't believe I've seen Judy Garland in 2020, nearly 50 years after she died. <laughs> but somehow her 1969 preserved version, I, I don't know. I don't, yeah. Cost me 50p to get in. I'm not fucking complaining. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Judy Garland. Now that person, you could, we could have that version of Judy Garland, but easily she could go on there and go, you don't like my songs? And fuck the jagged end of a stiletto into your head. So you just yeah. don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's more of like a, um, it's more uncovering. You want to see what's in there as mm. well. As you say, unleash that box of frogs. And, you know, I think it'll be quite, it's like a theatre piece, well, literally a theatre piece, like just recording mm. as well. Okay, so after Judy Garland, uh, who, who have you got? Right, here, here we go with a band that are proper, in many ways, good old-fashioned indie rock. And they're a band that I saw live. In, in, uh, uh, I, had, I had their first album. I was interested. It was at a festival. And I, I don't really like... I, I normally feel like I'm not getting the full band experience when I go to a festival. Mm. I went to see the Savages at Latitude. Oh, yeah. And I think that gig is the closest that I will get to when I hear people talk about going to see Joy Division, where there was something literally in the air where I felt anything could happen. And I'm not kidding you. It's the first time that I can really think of that I was at a gig and I went, I'm a bit scared of this band. I'm actually oh, really? scared. Yeah, yeah. Their set was absolutely atmospherically just it felt like a storm rising right in front of you the songs that i knew were like a, a punch <laughs> in the face version of the ones that i'd heard on record. yeah yeah and then they did some stuff that i didn't know and i remember my eyes winding going well, i don't know this brain remember this <laughs> because you need to get this yeah and they did like you know um i don't know a 20 minute long song that basically just went, uh, go fuck yourself, motherfucker. Which I was whistling all day <laughs> after that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's it was such a brilliant experience that I think every band so far I've, I've not seen on my yeah. my main stage lineup. But this this is the band that I would want to share with. Gotcha. People. Yeah. This is the band. I've got listen. This is definitely. I've checked them out. 
Mm -hmm. These are the ones that have grown it, nail it. So this is a sharing man. This is like a, uh, this is exactly. uh, this whole festival is my taste, but I want you. Uh, yeah. But uh, this is a band you probably won't know as well. Here's here's a sample. And, yeah, uh, and I want I, yeah, I want them to have that feeling of any uh, like anything. Here's the thing: I never felt anything could happen because when you think anything could happen, that means some good thing might happen. I yeah. never felt anything good could happen. <laughs> I think this tent might go on fire, and yeah. I don't think there's exit. I don't know why, because I clearly walked into the tent, but now I believe yeah. there's no exit. <laughs> yeah. And there's something uh, about this band that that just made me scared to be in the same room as them. And at the same time, it would never cross my mind to leave. It was like, no, I have to ride this out because it's, do you know what it was like? It's like turbulence. It's like, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, oh God, oh God, we're going to die. Guess what? You have to sit down and be quiet because, <laughs> because the band are off. I, 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 think, I think there's so few bands that I would uh, recommend more to go see than Savages. Keep in mind, because I'm trying to pick bands that I've not seen, I'm choosing Savages over Iggy Pop, okay? This yeah. means that's a big move on my part. I'm going to say, um, well, um, that's... Very, very surprising because you are um, a massive Iggy Pop fan as well. And uh, so, but uh, the yeah. Savages, Savages, uh, I think they've only, I think they've only recorded two albums. Yeah, I've just, uh, I personally didn't know the Savages, but I just did a Google check. But yeah, they, uh, they seem to um, have uh, oh, two. Uh, yeah, I will go and check them out afterwards as well because you know I, I heard them at Lake Festival, and you know I'm going to try them out. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, next band. And this might be, you know, the special guest slot. It's not the headliner, it's special yeah. guest. I scribbled so many out. <laughs> One of them being 1980 New Values Tour Iggy Pop. Okay, yeah. Because I thought, no, I want them to be bands that I've not seen, even though I've definitely put down the Savages. And then I thought, David Bowie on the Ziggy Tour 1973, oh. the American version of the Ziggy Tour. Yeah. Or the Black Star Tour. Have David Bowie on the Black Star oh. Tour, however that happens. Yeah. And then I thought, everyone wants David Bowie to be, and everyone loves David Bowie. I'm not even going to mention David Bowie. Fuck David Bowie. Oh, Fuck no. <laughs> Just because I love everything he does doesn't yeah. mean he's getting on my festival. Just because he's <laughs> dead and come back to life, he can go fuck himself. No. Oh and, then, and then I thought, no, be cool. Be cool, Michael. Be cool. Yeah. Go for a band that you really love at the moment. That, yeah. that you know, not that many people were. So I thought, what about US Girls? Do you know US Girls? I don't actually know. Right. Uh, US Girls are, uh, well, it's, she's a solo artist, but I mean, goes under a band name. Yeah. And quite frankly, her song, Four American Dollars, is my favorite song of the year. It's, it is what it is, which is an indie band mm -hmm. doing the Commodores or some other 70s soul band. Mm -hmm. And it, it is, it's a great song. Their album's so great. And then I thought, they can't do, they, I can't get rid of Bowie with US <laughs> Girls. Yeah. I love US Girls. So I had to come up with a compromise in my head. And I've okay. come up with this. And I've gone for Beastie Boys on the License to Ill Tour, 86, 87. Yes. That, that is who I'm having. 
Yeah, I mean, I love or, David Bowie, but he's not on. He's not on Mudgar. Well, that was, I think, genuinely, Michael, that was the most stressful two minutes of my life right there. Like, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah. Anyone um, who thinks it's easy running a festival like <laughs> I do, they don't know what I've been through. Yeah, it's um, so yeah, uh, Beastie Boys in that tour as well. Like, uh, obviously, do listen to the book uh, or uh, read the book, and it's a. Uh, yeah, it's, it's gen- genuinely fascinating because on that tour, it's like they just they kind of got ultra famous really fast as well, and they were just yeah. kind of uh, it was all oh, like, absolutely yeah. yeah and, they, I mean, they were they were properly in the tabloid. Uh, you know, they were over here. You know, I think what happened was they came over to Britain and they got drunk, and that was enough to shock everyone in Britain. Yeah. Oh my God, young men drink. Uh, and then you know there was all sorts of weird newspaper stories that didn't happen. Like you yes, know, one of them. Yeah. One of them was rude to someone who had a disability, and that never happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's all bullshit like that. But, but they were so, like they hadn't, they hadn't, uh, they hadn't got the skills to pay the bills in those days. And I would love them. To, I'd love to see them on a big stage. Going, why the fuck are we on a big stage? Yeah, yeah. But them supporting Madonna on that tour has yeah. to be one of the funniest, stupidest y- moves. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, great. yeah, like they're prematurely because, like, obviously, there's a lot of people. Um, like, you see people who are kind of fast track in any kind of artistic career. Like, sometimes in comedy, you see people who, who kind of get fast track, but then they uh, they kind of have to like do an hour when they might not have an hour as well. And you kind of see, yeah. like, uh, and that happens at all at different aspects as well. But uh, to just see someone be like slightly out of their depth on stage must be quite a funny feat as well. So, yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know, I, I love Beastie Boys, and, and obviously your, your average Beastie Boys fan will go, you know, Paul's Boutique is definitely the album here, but it's like and steel for me. It was it was my first Beastie Boys album, mm-hmm. and everything about that nostalgically, like having the gatefold sleeve vinyl album, to just, I mean, to it's the spaces between the beats, how how is there how is there no sound and yet I can feel so much going yeah yeah it's it's they put a lot into that album and yet it is so sparse yes yeah and I think that 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 happens quite a lot with Beastie Boy albums because like they have such rich ideas and they really put a lot of polish on but then uh especially especially with Paul Boutique also for the later albums Mm. as well like uh um yeah and it's kind of like but I think that's it's a really nice craft to kind of it, it to seem meaning like not meaning but seem like there's not much there but actually there's a lot of substance in the background as well it's quite yeah uh, and i'm not saying beastie boys are subtle because uh like uh, that, that's maybe not the right term for it but there are uh musically like you can see the richness mm. there as well um, oh I, absolutely there, there really is and and i'm sort of glad that beastie boys have come full circle with that album because they I mean, they quite rightly got really upset because Rick Rubin yeah. handed them an album that they didn't make. They weren't, that's, that's not what we recorded. So he, he did all sorts of stuff to that album that they had no say, say in. So they sort of hated their own album at the time. And then they absolutely detached themselves from it for, you know, a decade and a half or something. And now they go, it is very good though, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, and 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 you know, I can understand them being upset that someone took their album and made it a different album. Oh, holy shit, Rick Rubin really nailed. Yeah, right. Really yeah, nailed yeah. that album. 
He really, was, really did. And that's Rick Rubin's like first album properly yeah. as well. And it's just like, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's just, it's very accessible, I think. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's, like, it's incredibly accessible. They're so funny in it. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they, they, are, they are what they are, which is young, drunk, stupid men. Yeah. Uh, you, anyone has every right to be offended by them. Uh, but equally, I think anyone has the right to see them for what they are, and that is, co- it's cartoon stupidity. Yeah, and, you know, they're they're embarrassed about it. I'm embarrassed about it. Yeah, and uh, I love them. And then, uh, but David Bowie and uh, US Girls are in in the sidelines, just looking at over, just kind of yeah. Oh, it could have been uh, us. Nin- 1980 Iggy Pop gone. Can't believe it. Can't believe it didn't put a T-shirt on for this. Yeah. Okay. So um, after Beastie Boys, how many acts have you got left? As well? We have our headliner. Brilliant. Here we go. We have our headliner. I am an indie music fan. Mm-hmm. I made that very clear. If I had to say who my favorite band of all time were, uh, we will all be uncomfortable to hear it. Probably is the Smiths. I hate Morrissey. Don't like him. Uh, don't like his attitude. I don't like his values. Uh, but I refuse to let him ruin yeah. I. Do you know what? There's too many other people involved. Johnny Marr being at least 50 of those other people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think I don't think you can shit on Johnny Marr because of because of some Nazi. I think that's quite a Nazi <laughs> thing to do to poor Johnny Marr. But they are not the band I've gone for. Even mm-hmm. bigger deep music fan than I am. I've gone for 1974 Sheer Heart Attack Tour version Queen. Oh my God! Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's the UK tour version. Now, you might think, oh, you want to replicate Queen live at the rainbow. No. Oh, no, my friend. I want Queen live at Loughborough University. <laughs> I, want, I want it that weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, want, I, I might even say, all right, how many, what's, how many tickets did we sell? Oh, 40,000. Right. Uh, we need to get almost everyone out. There can only be about five people, <laughs> like there were at Loughborough University. Um, so, uh, can you tell me more about Loughborough University gig? I don't know. I'll, pick, I'll pluck it out of thin air. Okay. Well, okay. It's, sorry. It, I, I... It's, what, it's what happened on many of their early tours. And Sheer Heart Attack Tour was interesting for them because it went from Jesus Christ, this is a re, you know, this is another shitty tour not selling to, oh shit, we've got a hit. Yeah. We've got Killer Queen. Yeah. And, you know, their tour suddenly was in two, even their UK tour was in two legs. Yeah. And um, Death on Two Legs. And uh, thank you. And all of a sudden, the, the tour just built, built. I don't want to get to the part where the tour was really successful. I want it really early on, mm-hmm. you know, playing, you know, yeah. so- Aberdeen, um, you know, <laughs> Fishing Society uh, Club. Something like that, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so kind of like you still get the musical quality, and uh, but maybe yeah. to less, but to no crowd as well. So I think I think I would love to have seen Freddie Mercury perform to people who couldn't give a shit. Oh that my must god! Be yeah, amazing. No, it'd be because I, so yeah. I see so many great comedians uh, that I see them perform to people who don't find them funny, and you just go, God, this is even funnier. Yeah, because these people aren't aren't latching on to something that is genuinely great. Like seeing Daniel Kitson really early on, 
and people going, what the fuck is this? What, are you, any idea? <laughs> I've seen it even with Stuart Lee. Stuart Lee, you know, yeah. like really struggling to get an audience to laugh. One of my favourite memories of, of going to see stand-up was sometime in the 90s. And I, I went to a club called the Meccano Club uh, in yeah. Islington. And uh, there was me and my mate, Paul, going to see Harry Hill. And Harry Hill, at one point, it, he's dying on his arse. He's, no one likes him. No one's laughing. He's hated. And at one point, he's on all fours, crawling around in circles, doing this bit about pretending to be a horse. And yeah. no one's laughing. So there he is, just crawling yeah. on the floor. And eventually, I think he does about three or four laps of the stage. And then he goes, mm, so cold up here. <laughs> and he goes, well, that's what I want. I want to see Freddie Mercury's version of so yeah. cold up here. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. Like the greatest frontman of all time. Yeah. To seven people who go, is that even is that a bloke or a woman? You know, yeah. that's, I want that. So, yeah, especially when you start, like, in comedy as well, when you first start out, and I guess for music as well, like, you, you do all the shit venues as well. Like, open mic comedy or open mic gigs, just like, you're, you're kind of, uh, there's a drunk man at the bar, and he's your only audience member. He's not here to see you, but he's there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That atmosphere, but with Queen, must be quite... You, um, you talked about having a, a sheer heart attack, and uh, we, we've discussed Queen on a different podcast before, and, uh, you know, we both, yeah, we right. both, we, we really love Queen, but what's... um. Is Sheer Heart Attack one of your favourite albums as well? Because I think that's, um, I think technically, let's let's hear me out on this. Yeah, technically that is my favourite Queen album, but absolutely my favourite Queen album of all time is the soundtrack to Flash Gordon. Of course, yes, yes, I, I yeah, um, still don't mind that, but uh, yes, uh, everyone in the world can argue all they want. I think it's the most experimental album they've done. I think it's full of really good tunes i think it's really weird no one had done anything like it before using mm. movie dialogue as part of the music they come up with the craziest hit single mm-hmm. from an album that isn't really an album would you would you not even consider having flash gordon them doing flash gordon as part of their set as well like the whole album would i consider it yes <laughs> i could i would sit down and speak to them and go i, I will consider it i mean that would be amazing and I don't mean like I want them to do it live while the movie's on. In fact, I would refuse any yeah. backdrop. I just want you to do it. <laughs> I, want, I want you to do it with acoustic. Yeah. 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 Do you know what? I'll go with that. I'll go, unless, here's a compromise. Do your 1974 Loughborough University set. And then afterwards, uh, when, when you're wrapping up with Now I'm Here, yeah. Just say, by the way, we're doing a late night acoustic set at, at the tree yes. tent. We're going to do the entire Flash Gordon soundtrack on banjos and ukulele. <laughs> then I'll go, all right, you can do it. Yeah. Okay. That's a good compromise. I think, it's, I think I've actually been really nice to Queen. Though. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are so uh, um, benevolent in that way. Um, but what a, what a festival, you know, like we. Um, what a like, fest. When you said you were serious, you were quite serious. I think that's it. I think yeah. really, I think once Queen's done, yeah, I we'll think go to the a... last drink of the night tent, and I'll I'll ask you all to leave. But yeah, and I'll and... just have a drink with Tom Waits. 
you know what? It's built like a festival as well. You really thought about the uh, the peaks and troughs. And you have um, mm-hmm. your, your craft works and the uh, the uh, and then you build back up to Queen as well. It's really it's um, also Beastie Boys for <laughs> Queen. That is very sick. Uh, but um, I mean, so, come on, guys. Yeah. What more do you want out of that? Um, but um, David so, Bowie probably is what yeah. I want. But no, no, get them. <laughs> Not on my festival. You've got your festival. It's really good. But we've got to now check out some floor fillers. So what this is, as with event management, things are bound to go wrong. So here are five hypothetical questions that you have to deal with in a manner that you see fit. People love you, Michael. They, they want you to go on. Yeah. So, uh, they want you to go on stage and sing one song of your choice, where you get to sing uh, uh, any song you want from all the bands you picked, as loud and uh, uh, as incorrect as you want. Which song would you pick to go on stage to do? Uh, Here you come again by Dolly Parton. Absolutely, yeah. hands down, without even thinking about it. That is. Uh, I don't do karaoke often, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 rarely, I, I rarely asked to. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was in uh, a bar in Streatham two years ago with my good friend Dan Mush. We got there at four in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. That's kind of quite depressing people we are. We've gone into this really quite bleak bar at four in the afternoon. And there were maybe eight men in that bar. And I mean, there were men. They were either wasted, world-weary men, or they were big, big, drunk, we like punching men. Yeah. Not like me and Dan, who skipped in with our books. (laughs) But there was also another guy who was setting up karaoke for that night. Now, obviously, it's four in the afternoon, so... There's no karaoke for a while. Yeah. But we ask if we could do karaoke anyway. And the guy went, well, if you want. And Dan, I sort of egged Dan on to do it. He egged me on to do it. And I've got nothing but respect for what Dan chose. He chose an Alice Cooper song. Yeah. But here's the thing. Sing an Alice Cooper to those people? Piece of piss. Yeah. Piece of fucking piss. Where I went for a, uh, how would you describe Here You Come Again? It's a cowgirl saying a yeah. cowboy. <laughs> Once again, knowing her whole world's going to be turned upside down by him and his twinkly blue eyes. And I sang that in that scary bar in Streatham. Oh my God. I would, you know what? In my festival, I'm going to headline with that. That's just, uh, just that one song <laughs> with yeah. a lot of crowd of yeah. very angry, punchy men. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, Queen have cancelled last minute. Who do you get okay. to replace them? Well, Pulp are the classic band. Yeah. But not on my watch. <laughs> I know Bowie. I'm not asking you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think <sighs> maybe it would have to be Bowie. Can't be Black Star Bowie, though. Not on a headline slot. If he was special yeah. guest slot, I'd give him Black Star. I'd give yeah. him Black Star. I'm going to have to go with Bowie. I'm going I'm to let Bowie in. Brilliant, uh, and it'll be it will be, yeah, it'll be the night. 
was it 1973 CD Stardust? I yeah, think from the top of my head, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I want the US tour version. I don't want the UK tour because it got a bit sad near the end. I want, uh, yeah, I want the American tour version. Um, okay, um, people start setting their tents on fire. How do you put out the fires? I'm not too sure I disagree with them. <laughs> I sort of hate camping. I go, yeah. <laughs> as, I, as I was asking that question, it's like he doesn't like uh, tents and all furniture. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you just let him burn. Let him. Yeah, mind you, on in. Seems like fun. <laughs> Set the other tents on fire as well. Oh no, you, you've nowhere to sleep. Uh, bye. I live on Crossroad. I'm totally fine. Uh, the Beastie Boys acts like divas to you. How do you get revenge on the Beastie Boys? <laughs> I, oh, God, it's my dream for the Beastie Boys to act like divas. <laughs> Beastie Boys to rap at me going, we don't do stairs. Yeah. Would be, oh, God, that'd be my dream. Um, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I'd sort of threaten them with, um, it'd be something to do with the uh, inner peace, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'd just go, oh, yeah. Well, what would the Dalai Lama have to say about that? Then take yeah. it. I think <laughs> I definitely use Dalai Lama guilt on any diva traits that the Beastie Boys would even think about. Final question: Craftwork uh, uh, and Dolly Parton hate each other's guts, and they say they won't perform if the other one is uh, performing. How do you <laughs> negotiate? How? Do, oh, who do you pick between them? Ah, oh, do you know Dolly? Absolutely, but yeah. I mean. Imagine oh God, a beef. I, how do we start this? How do we start a rumor about you know the classic rift between Dolly Parton and Kraftwerk? Well, well, yeah. I heard that Dolly wrote originally that like, uh, she was having fun, fun, fun. Yeah. Uh, on the autobahn. Yeah. Uh, it's, and uh, yeah, she, she um, Kraftwerk plagiarized it. I think that's maybe where it signed. Or maybe like Kraftwerk hate Miley Cyrus, and maybe that's like yeah. Uh, or maybe maybe like Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk had heard that Dolly was writing. Um, a soundtrack to the Tour de France cycle race. And Crawford uh, <laughs> went, oh, that's a good idea. And just nicked your fucking idea. Yeah. Oh, that'd well, be, I'd love, you know, I don't, honestly, I can't think of two artists I'd be more happy times that they hate right? one another. Yeah. It's, but the idea of Dolly Parton hating anyone is yeah. actually really exciting. Like, you'd, you'd have to be, if Dolly Parton hates you, you're bad. Yeah. You're a bad person. So I'd definitely go, I'd go with her because I prefer. Yeah. Full <laughs> stop. But um, yeah, Dolly Parton says you're bad, you're bad. All right. Um, I think that's a really nice place to finish up. Uh, and Michael, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been Thanks, an absolute Max. pleasure. Really appreciate um, it. And where can people find you online? Um, well, you know, we're still doing some do the right thing, total agony shows. If you follow us on Twitter at at yep. DTRT podcast, mm-hmm. then you'll see what we're up to. I'm doing a online show via Next Up called Shit Dinner Party, and I'm going to be doing uh, a new online thing where I watch a film. Oh my god, yeah! I can't wait for that. I mean, that's literally that's literally it. But uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, and I've got live shows on Bandcamp. Yes, Do- really want any of that stuff. And uh, I heavily recommend, uh, you have two shows on there, don't you? Uh, yeah, I've got jerk. The Jerk and Idiot. Yes, um, both of those are absolutely amazing, so please uh, donate generously and buy those. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, well, thank you so much, Michael Blake. Thank you, mate.
Thank you so much for listening to Castable. We hope you've enjoyed it. Please leave us a five-star review and tell all your friends about it. You can get in touch with us at castablepodcast at gmail.com and you can follow us at castablepodcast on Twitter. And you can follow me, Matt Hoss, at Matt Hoss Comedy on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch as well. See you next time on Castable. Bye!